So like I promised, we're going to carry on with vessels of honor. Are you here with me? Say vessels of honor. We took our reading in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 2, and we read from verse 20. Can we go there quickly? We, it's, it's the same scripture as last Sunday. 2 Timothy, chapter number 2. And we, he said, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, Hallelujah. But also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. He said, but if a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So we told you about the vessel of honor that the wood, the clay, and the gold are not things that are cast on stones that the condition can change. The apostle Paul tells us if you cleanse yourself, you will be a vessel of honor. It means you can migrate from clay, wood, to gold. Hallelujah. That you are not just confined into just wood, clay, or whatever. It's save a condition for you to be a vessel of honor. You must cleanse yourself or clean yourself from the latter. And when we went to the latter, he told us, what was it? In verse 22, he said, flee from you for lust. He said, what you must do? You must follow righteousness. Hallelujah. Faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Verse 23. But avoid foolish talk. So he told you what to do. Pursue righteousness. Now, the righteousness he's talking about is not the positional righteousness. It does not mean that seek to be the righteousness of God. No, you have it by new birth. What he's talking about is the deeds of righteousness. It means that when you are righteous, you need to pursue the deeds of righteousness. Amen? And you know the deeds of righteousness are opposed to the deeds of the world. So that's why in uh, Romans chapter number 12, it told us to renew our mind in order to be able to choose the deed of righteousness. Because the deed of righteousness is part of your nature of righteousness. Amen? Then it says you must pursue love, peace. Pursue them. Now we know that love, peace are encoded in the fruit of the Spirit. Now the pursuit he's talking about is not run after them. Amen? When you use the word pursue, it does not mean run after them. It means let that be your aim of life. It means that you will choose to produce the fruit that is already inside of you. Meaning when something happens, 
You don't react according to how you feel. You react according to who you are. Many people in life are reacting according to the way they feel. That way, downfall. When something happens, they react the way they feel. If I feel angry, I must. Yeah, I must blow up. I must if I feel happy, I laugh. These are carnal life. Amen. I told you that when you do like that, you are a hypocrite. Any man that lives by his feeling is a hypocrite. If you are born again and you live by your feelings, you are a hypocrite. Do you know why? Because hypocrisy, what is hypocrisy? Tell me, you good English woman. What is hypocrisy? Pretense? Yes. Who, who, who else? Where is Graham Temes? English accent. Tell me, yes. Pretending to be something you're not. You're right. Pretending to be something you not. I wish I can talk like you. <laughs> Pretending to be something you're not. Okay? So, Lord, help me here. Let me put it right so that they can understand. Now, when you are born again, the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. When you live according to your feeling, you are living according to the old. You understand? The new is a new man in Christ. So heaven knows you as the man in Christ. So when you live according to your feeling, you are living pretending to be old while you are new. You are a hypocrite. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, when I'm not happy in my feelings and I choose to love you, even say I'm genuine. But if I go according to my feelings and I don't love you, I'm a hypocrite. Because I've denied myself. I don't know if you check what I'm trying to tell you. A Christian that lives according to his feeling is not recognized by the Spirit. God does not recognize flesh. He only recognizes spirit. When Bible says the hypocrite will not have part of the kingdom, what do you think he means? He's talking about Christians that are living according to the flesh or their senses. They cannot be partaker of the spirit. So when that catches us, all of us, so we need to repent every time. When you are driving and somebody does something wrong, <laughs> you should be spending. <laughs> you want to exercise the fivefold ministry there. You understand? Fivefold ministry. You want to exercise fivefold ministry, but yet you know that this is not you. So you choose to be you. Hallelujah. By walking according to the Spirit, you be, you're being you. 
So you deny the opportunity to be hypocrites. And you have you. So when people in the world see you, they are saying you are a hypocrite. Because you are not real. You are pretending to be happy while you are not happy. In the meantime, you are being genuine in the spirit because the world does not understand the things of the spirit. So the Bible says that they cannot discern the spirit of the, the thing of the spirit because they are carnal. So if the world understands you, you have a big problem. They shouldn't understand you. If this world, the people understand you, you have a big problem because they shouldn't. Because while they, when they expect you to be angry, you are not angry. Where they expect you to be happy, you are not happy. Hallelujah. So, so you can migrate from a vessel of dishonor to be a vessel of honor. Now, today I want to talk about the discipline that it takes, the discipline that it takes to be a vessel of honor. Let's go to verse 4 of the same chapter. Verse 4 of the same chapter. Of 2 Timothy chapter number 2. Let's even read from verse 3. Let's read from verse 3. Go from verse 3. He mm-hmm. says, You, therefore, I don't want to read the rest. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Therefore, mass endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Read it again. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. Verse 4. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlists him as a soldier. Let's go. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Let's go. How a farmer must be first to partake of the cup. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Hallelujah. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding. There is a discipline. Amen. There is a discipline to be used as a vessel of honor. And if you miss on that discipline, you will be a vessel, amen, but not a vessel of honor. 
you are quiet. Okay. Look at your discipline. Okay, let's go to that time where Paul was writing, but it was not limited. This reality is not limited to the time he was writing. But Paul was writing in a time where there was there were persecution, where people have to stand for what they believe. Amen. And he starts by telling his son Timothy, therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. As a soldier of Christ Jesus. The idea of being a soldier. Amen. What is a soldier? What is a soldier? You know, we see people in the army with a belly that is bigger than a pregnant woman. <laughs> when there is no war. <laughs> yeah, because they lack exercise. If they have to run after a thief, they can't. Because they are not trained. Amen? Or they have lost the discipline. You need to understand that when the apostle refers to the con concept of a soldier, he's talking about the discipline in Christianity. Because many people have lost the discipline of Christianity on the altar of grace. And they don't know that grace is the one that gives them empowerment for the discipline. The discipline is not out of self-motivation. The discipline is out of you who lives in you. It's upon his strength that you walk. You see, a soldier endure hardship as a good soldier because hardship in the life of a soldier prepares him for war. You know, there, is, there was an elite force when we were young in school. There was an elite force. They were not trained like the general army. These people were trained. They were desensitized. They don't have feelings. When they come to town, everybody runs away. Because when they come to town, you know. Ha. Sometimes they, you don't even see their faces. I'm not talking about these lazy people putting things not to see their faces. I'm talking about a real army. You don't see their faces, and when they come to town, the moment the government deploys them, it's finished. Or they kill that thing quickly. Because they have a type of training that makes them not consider feelings. They just move on order. They don't care who you are. As long as they have an order, they go and fulfill the order. They are not in, in emotional, they are not emotional anymore. They become purpose-driven, not emotional driven. And, and you know, when they become like that, they, they, they can be trusted for high missions. They can be trusted for things that other people can't do because their training qualifies them to be trusted. So, so, so you don't understand that things that are happening in your life, it's not all devils. No. 
It's not all devils. I'm telling you by the message. It's not all devils. Some of the things that are happening in your life are there to exercise your spiritual muscles. Yes, you need to understand that. It's spiritual muscles that are being exercised. So, so the more that thing is heavy, the more grace you need to stand. So some of the things that are happening now, like, haven't you realized that some of the stuff, no, no, I'm not talking about the thing that the cross has dealt with. You understand? I'm not saying if you are sick, God is exercising your muscle. That one, rebuke it. Amen? Uh-huh. I'm talking about events of life. You are in a workplace and your boss is mean and you are trying for God to shift you and you are still there and you don't have the, the, the ability to understand that I'm here to exercise my spiritual. If you cannot work under pressure, how do you want God to deploy you to be a boss somewhere? So sometimes the prayers that we are doing are not are not answered because God wants us to stay and exercise spiritual muscles. He said to Timothy, endure hardship. Do you know Timothy was kind of, a, he was a pastor, or he was an evangelist? Timothy was somebody overseeing a church. Hallelujah. And there, was, there were many things in his young life that he did not understand. He wrote to his spiritual father, Paul, to ask him. Remember Paul asked him how to, taught him how to ordain deacons and things in the church. You understand that one? So Timothy was under pressure. And, and Paul was telling him, this is the work of Christ. You cannot run away. You stay there. You just bring order. But show that you know him. Endure hardship. Hallelujah. Now, this is what we don't know anymore. No one wants to endure hardship. Everybody wants peace. Because they don't know that there is peace in hardship. There's peace in hardship. Hardship is not the problem. It's your attitude to hardship that is the problem. So what is happening to you is not the problem. It's your attitude toward it. That's where the problem lies. The way you view the thing, that's where the problem lies. The way you take the thing, that's where the problem lies. Do you understand you are not the first human being going through the same thing? Do you understand some people have gone in through that thing before you? But I will say, take the elders in the book of Hebrews. It says some wandered around in goat skin. They slept in caves. He said, but, but they did not deny their Lord. And God was not ashamed to be called their God. Endure hardship. Someone say endure hardship. Then he's telling you, no man. Let's go verse 4. I want to read from you. No one engaged in warfare entangled himself with the affairs of this life that may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So he's saying, when you are a Christian, amen? There's a truth there that you, you, you it's not written, but there's a truth. He said, when you are a Christian, you don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this world. Amen? Ooh. When he talks about the affairs of this world, 
Please forget fornication, lies. It shouldn't even be mentioned in you. Uh, so that, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the cares of his life. The cares of his life. The same thing Jesus said about in Matthew chapter number uh, 6. He said, do not worry about life. What you wear, what you eat, where you sleep. Amen. Uh-huh. He said, you don't, you don't entangle yourself with the affairs of this life. So to be a vessel of honor is somebody that has come to a place to understand that everything that I'm worrying about is not worth worrying for. Now the truth is, so that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Now, look at the soldiers. Do you know that the soldiers, they don't worry about what they're going to eat? Huh? When they are in the camp there, they feed them. All they have to do is to train well. Amen? The rest, the country takes care. I'm talking about a a functional country. I'm not talking about a broken country. I'm talking about, let's let's say, for instance, when you, you take a nation like the United States and you are, a, what a marine or whatever you are there, and you are in the camp, you don't worry about where you're going to sleep, what you're going to eat. All you worry about is to have enough strength to be able to train. But the rest, they take care of it. As long as you are a soldier, you are taken care of. So he's saying, don't, you see, the Christian, our problem is that we, we, we move from our position and go worry about what we shouldn't worry about. We forgot that our heavenly father knows that God is a supplier and God is the one that is going to take care of the thing you are worrying about. You being a soldier of Christ. The rest, you don't care. What you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, is not your problem. Your problem is to please the one that enlisted you into this army. The rest, it's not your problem. Such a problem. When they said petrol price is going down, although it's a reality, you know how you overcome it. You said, I'm on a mission. Amen. Amen. So, 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 so whenever there's increase in anything, you don't worry. You say, I'm on a mission. If the one that hired me doesn't want me, doesn't want to give me petrol to go and preach, it's his own problem. He put me here for a mission. If he doesn't want me to move around, that's his own problem. Me, I'm a soldier. That mentality, I'm a soldier. Hallelujah. Then you stop worrying about the thing you shouldn't worry about. How about you come to a place where you say, like I told you, my boss is mean, but that's not my problem anymore. My problem is to do my work as a child of God. My God will take care of that man or that woman. Why? Because I'm a soldier and you don't play with the soldier of a country. Hey, you, know, you know, 
Do you understand? I use the example of America because it's very relevant. Do you understand that if you kill a soldier on duty, they will go after you? Even if you are American, they don't forgive. <laughs> when you kill one of the soldiers, they never forgive you. They will give you time to think that they are, you are relaxed. Then one day you will be news. <laughs> Headline, CNN. They say this man was killed. He finished. If you kill a police officer in America on duty, electrical chair, they will give you a good seat. <laughs> you understand? So, the man on duty is protected by the state. Therefore, he does not need to worry about anything because he's protected by the state. So, as a soldier of Christ, you are protected by the heavenly kingdom. You are the business of heaven. You have the care of heaven. You have the worry of heaven. If any man touches you, my God, he has a big problem. Hey, he has a big problem. You know, somebody called me. <laughs> Many years ago, I was in Jebima Fora. I was having a home set, and that guy called me. I pick up the phone. And we uh, went down to tell him, listen, I'm busy. He said, hey, you are a liar. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> no, a liar. Okay, continue. You never met the Holy Spirit. You're lying to people. You, uh, uh, uh. I said, man, I love you. You, you understand that story? Eh? I hang up the phone. I went to my teaching like nothing happened. I never pray against him. I never said to God, get him. I continued. Two weeks, he phoned me again. Did you curse me? I said, what? He said, from the time I've spoken to you, everything is falling apart. I said, no, I don't curse people. You, you were engaged with something bigger than you. You touch somebody sent by heaven. So heaven went after you. It's not me. I have nothing to do with this. I don't even know what it is. But my father. Some of you have problems because you are engaged in something you don't understand. You are talking against people you don't even know who they are. You don't know the backing they are walking with you. His word, you are this. After that, an angel slaps you. Pow! Finish. Because you engage yourself with something that is bigger than you. Hey, my God. As a Christian, when somebody mistreats you, smile at him. Say, my brother, don't do that. Say, hey, hey, don't go there, please. Because I love you. I'm begging you. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because me, I'm busy with the kingdom. So if, oh, my God, help me. Oh, my brother, please. By the mercies and the compassion of God, stay away. I've told some people, stay away, please. Oh, please, don't. If you don't know what you are talking about, stay away. Because a child of God that walks with God has a protection that you don't understand. 
Yes. You are sitting here, you don't know the form of protection you have. It's because you are taking yourself too cheap. And when people insult you, you want to jump on the wall and scream. Don't do that. God is the one that takes revenge. If you want to be a vessel of honor, you don't take revenge anymore. Me, I hug my enemies here. I've had many enemies here. Yes. Some enemies came in the prayer line. Yes. Yes. I had them. And they thought I was ignorant. No. I'm being me. Heaven, let heaven be. And let me be me. And, <laughs> and, 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 and if you think you can mess up with heaven, continue. You are a soldier. Say, I'm a soldier. <laughs> Woo! You are a soldier of Christ. Jesus. You are a soldier. Therefore, your, your, all your focus should be, how do I fulfill the mission? I'm not into how will I be fed? How will I be healthy? God knows if I'm not healthy, I can't preach. So I'm not worried about my health because the one that called me makes me healthy for the work he called me for. When that work is finished, he will decide. But so far, nothing. Let me tell you what I do. You know, I preach on Friday. I preach on Thursday. I preach on Wednesday. Yesterday, I went to Johannesburg at 4 a.m. I came at 6. I'm standing here. Tonight, I'm preaching again. What do you want? If there are four services today, I'll do the four. Because it, I'm not working on human power anymore. I'm working on Holy Ghost power. So it's not about, uh, don't, my God. Oh, help me, help me, help me. I'm preaching to save your enemies today. You didn't get what I'm saying. I'm preaching to save those who persecute you. I'm preaching to save those who hate you. Please beg them. Tell them for your sake. Please stay away. For your own sake. Because what is with me is bigger than what is in the world. Who is with me is bigger than who is in the world. So I'm standing on the grace. Know that you are like that. I said know that you are like that. Know that you are like that. When you go into your car, forget accident. You are too big there for an accident. You... I want to give you a mentality of a Christian. Not a church goer. A soldier of Christ Jesus that is busy with the master's affairs. That is not worried about what, what have busy. He said, he's a hard worker. Let's continue the reading. Continue the reading. Ah, Holy Spirit. Consider, no, go up. Or, or go, go, go for verse six. A working farmer, no, go verse five. Uh-huh. If anyone competes as in athletics, he does not receive the crown unless he competes according to the rules. So there are rules of engagement. You guys need to know in Christianity there are rules. It's not laws, it's rules. These are rules. Amen? Meaning there must be a discipline in yourself. 
that, that vetoes the things of the flesh, that tells the thing of the flesh, listen, I'm not part of you. Because there is, there is rule, there are rules. I know. Amen? You know. You expect me not to do some things, but you want to do them. I'm a human being. I'm, a, I'm your brother. Me, you expect me not to do some stuff. But for you, it's fine. How many people, eh? how many people sitting here, if Saturday you see me in the nightclub, <laughs> then I come here, I preach. How many people are coming to listen to me? But you can go there, but I can't. Why? You put the rule on me, but not on you. You can be at the stadium with beer. Boom! Then if I do that, you will not come here on Sunday, but you can. What is your business? The rule you put on me, put on yourself. Whatever you, whatever I can't do, don't do. We are the same. I'm not higher than you. Don't break that mindset. The pastor is not higher than you. Yes, it's just grace. Amen? It's grace and fears of influence. That's all. You won't have a problem to flirt with a girl. But if a pastor does that, you kata 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 kata. Hey, that pastor, that pastor. I went to his church. The way he's looking at the girl. But you sit there and you can't stand still. And you, it's fine with you. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. There are rules. <laughs> in the Lord's hand. I'm not saying to go to heaven. To be useful and be peculiar with God in the assignment, there are rules you need to put to yourself. The first rule you put to yourself is never abuse the person that is next to you. I'm married. If I abuse my wife, I'm abusing myself. Because her and me, we are one. So, if I'm looking at another girl, I'm abusing myself. Yes. Come on, be quiet. 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 Married people. See every girl they see. <laughs> what is that? Who are you to do that? Stop that. If I smile with you, it's just a smile. Yeah. There is nothing connected. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. There is nothing connected with that smile. <laughs> Don't go there and say, you will be moved. Come like go and he smiles with me. It's just a smile. Me, I'm a pastor. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. There is only one person who wants to smile. It's not just a smile. This is he. he she's sitting here. It's only her. Yes. You can be Miss World. I have my Miss World. Why must I? Hey, hey, hey. 
guys that are not focused, I don't, I don't cope with them. I want to slap them. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are a woman. You come to church. There are rules. There are some stuff we don't want to see. Show that to your husband. Don't show it to us. You want to be a vessel of honor, but you are half dressed. Which heaven is going to invest in you? You want to be Catherine Kuman? I can show you how she dresses. She dresses on silver toes. Is it, why is he talking about dress? I'm talking about vessel of honor. I'm not talking about Christianity today. I'm talking about people that want to be relevant in their generation. People that say, I will, I will be different from the crowd. I will go above a normal crowd. I set discipline to myself so that God may see me as an altar. Because altars are always higher than flat places. Listen. God goes on mountains. He moves on valleys, but he is in mountains. When you want to meet people, he met them on mountains. You talk about Sinai, mountain. You talk about Oreb, mountains. God never asked Abraham to kill Isaac in the valley. Because everybody can walk in the valley, but few people can go to the mountain. So your real sacrifice is on the mountain, not on the valley. You need to disengage yourself from the valley mentality. And remember... Wars are not happening in the mountain. They happen in the valley. But wars are controlled for mountains. Because mountain gives you a certain height. And you can see where the enemy is moving. The valley is there for just fighting. In valley there is no discernment. There is fight. On mountain there is discernment. God is calling this generation, come up! God is saying, come up higher! You want to be a vessel of honor? Come up higher. Put a discipline to yourself. Yes. Put a discipline to yourself. Don't, don't be like other people. Yes, don't be, be, be. Some of you, you know what a lady says, and I'm not saying this to undermine anyone. Please, it's in the context of my preaching. Hello? Amen. There was a lady that was a virgin. And her friends are telling her, you don't know life. You know what she told them? I can be you anytime, but you can't be me. She told them, if I don't want to be a virgin today, I can do it. But you, you can't reverse it. So rather keep what I have until the timing of God. And that was just in the context of my preaching. Amen. Don't come here and say, God, pastor, say we are not virgin anymore, we are not Christian. No, no, no. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you are not married. Why don't you want to remain virgin, actually? What is your problem? Why does this annoy you or shock you? Yes, I know you came from the world. Things happened there, but by the time you got born again, you become a virgin again. Don't trade it for anything, you By the time you repented, God sees you as a virgin. Yes. Amen? Yes. By the time you repented, you are a virgin. So go from that platform. Maybe, maybe you were a virgin 
and then you are not a virgin anymore, after you met Christ, you still mess up. Today is the day of grace. Today is your opportunity where you can be a virgin again from today and say, now I'll keep my state because now I know I want to be a vessel of honor. The last thing, he said, a hard farmer. I think you guys can understand. In South Africa, you can understand it. We're going to talk about farmers and stuff. <laughs> eh? The hard-working farmer. Yes, yesterday, when we were traveling, there was a fire. It was from uh, where? Where? Virginia. Virginia. No, no. They asked us to go through Virginia. Wimberg. Until somewhere. The end one was broke. So when we come from Johannesburg, they divert us to. But what I lacked was the farmers. I saw those buckies streaming in with tanks. It was not even the farm burning, but when no fire is coming to us. So they all, you know, I, I enjoyed it. They, those people, they, on the road, it was like they were like fire brigades. They dove with the buckies. They came, they lined up. And there was a young farmer that stopped. I said, sir, you can't go through. You can see his face. He has been through the fire, my God. That young man just came from the fire. He has experience. So he told us, don't go there. Because he said, you won't even see a head, how, how many miles? You can't. So you can be in an accident. This is a man that has gone through a fire that can come and warn those who are standing here. So I'm here. I, ooh, I, I'm here to tell you, I have been there. Don't go. Don't. Please don't try it. It will destroy you. I was there. So we have to listen to that young man. Imagine we say, uh-uh, we are going. We want to try ourselves. I wouldn't maybe be standing here today, but I listened to the instruction of someone that has been into a fire that can instruct me that don't go there. You could see it was, there was black marks on his face. I'm glad he was white so I could see all the black marks. Because if it was me, maybe I'll think my skin color. But, but that man, it, 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 it was a contract. His nose was black. I knew this guy has been through something. Let your experiences allow you to be a teacher of other people. Yeah. So that when they talk to you, you mamela. Hallelujah. We have people in the ministry. Look at women. Women that have gone. These women. When they stand and they say, young girl, don't do this. You think, they are cheap. No, they know. Uh-huh. They know. You have to listen to the people that have gone ahead of you. So I'm standing here. I say, please, don't go there. If you want to be a vessel of honor, don't be lazy. You need, yo, 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 a vessel of honor sleeps few, little. Because when other people are sleeping, he's busy with God. Amen. And I'm not, saying, I'm not preaching to the church today. I'm preaching to vessels of honor. That's what I'm talking about. And, and it's not just that. Not just the sleep. You can sleep. But when you are awake, be busy with God. A vessel of honor understands that time costs. So instead of gossiping about the other church, I need to pray about that. Instead of gossiping about my neighbor, I need to pray for my neighbor. 
Instead of bringing down somebody, I need to lift people. Instead of hating people, I need to love people. Vessels of honor, hardworking farmers. Those farmers try to kill a fire, and they know if we leave this fire, it will burn our farms also. Do you understand that when we neglect a brother, it can affect us? Let's go on and let me finish. And it says, consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. That's my prayer now. Consider what I just said. And let the Lord give you understanding in all things. Consider the advice of the elders in faith. And may the Lord give you understanding. Consider what the Apostle Paul is saying. And may the Lord give us understanding. We like the way God used Paul, but he's saying, consider what I say, and may the Lord gives you understanding.